Hi, in the pod today, immigration, legislation, and language. We're going to be visiting a dairy farm in upstate New York where many of the workers are immigrants and their papers are quite possibly forged. We're going to do that after we consider the word amnesty, which is something I suppose a lot of those immigrants are quite hopeful for. And let's, at least for now, stick some air quotes around the word amnesty until, well, I suppose until we've decided whether we want to call it that. By way of background, there's a reasonable prospect of major immigration reform this year. There are new supporters who appear to come forward almost every week, lawmakers who used to be opposed to the idea of legalizing undocumented immigrants. People like Tea Party favorite Rand Paul, they now say they're in favor of it, or some form of it, it being amnesty. Is that what Washington may be about to deliver to the country's estimated 11 million undocumented immigrants? Well, most of them anyway. Is it amnesty, or is it something else? That's what the big show's Jason Margolis asked people in southeast Texas near the Mexico border. The Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines the word amnesty as an act by which pardon is granted to a large group of individuals. Many immigrant rights activists say that's not the right word for what's being talked about today. Hmm. Amnesty, um, we don't say amnesty because it's not amnesty. Juanita Valdez-Cox has helped low-income Mexican immigrants for three decades. She's now in San Juan, Texas, near the Rio Grande River. When President Reagan granted the last amnesty in 1986, three million undocumented immigrants were given legal status just by registering with the government. Valdez-Cox says that's not what's being offered today. What is being talked about is totally not amnesty. When people have to pay so much money because they're going to be huge fees for having broken the law and coming in illegally, when you have to go to class, when you have to uh, learn the language, when you have to, that is fine. But the thing is that don't call it amnesty. It is not amnesty. It's earned. You have to work for it. You have to pay for it. It's an earned legalization program. Just down the road in Alamo, Texas, Michael Seifert works as the coordinator of the Rio Grande Valley Equal Voice Network. He says the term amnesty is more commonly used for criminals and former dictators. And then we use that same word to talk about, oh, we're giving amnesty to the 11 million people who were brave enough, who were responsible enough, who were bright enough to come to this country and, and make a living and create a living and create neighborhoods. Um, what term would you prefer? I would say legalize them, yeah. Regularize their status. Regularization, normalization, I mean, almost like you're stretching not to say the obvious word that everybody uses. Mark Krikorian is the executive director of the Center for Immigration Studies, which favors tighter controls on immigration. He says those other terms are fine to use as well, but... Amnesty was the word that was used for legalizing illegal immigrants for a long time and still is. It's simply a standard word for the process of letting those who are out of legal immigration status get right with the law. Krikorian says surveys have found that the term amnesty has a negative connotation. It can sound like undocumented immigrants are getting something for nothing. And so Krikorian says those in favor of an amnesty avoid using the word. People really, really didn't like the word amnesty and needed some euphemism in order to be fooled into supporting it. A few weeks ago, President Obama delivered a 25-minute speech about comprehensive immigration reform. He never used the term amnesty or legalization. For comprehensive immigration reform to work, it must be clear from the outset that there is a pathway to citizenship. (laughs) 
But just because the president isn't saying it, that doesn't mean the word amnesty won't be used a lot in the coming months. For The World, I'm Jason Margolis, San Juan, Texas. Now, the last time that there was a big effort mounted to offer legal pathways to immigrants who were living in the shadows, well, that was back in 2006. It didn't become law then, but it focused a lot of attention on the problem. And here's a story that we did back then on the big show that's, well, it's quite instructive now as the country again thinks about the issue. The reporter is David Summerstein of North Country Public Radio. It's drill time in a Spanish class in the farming town of Lauville in upstate New York. The topic is mastitis, a disease of the cow's udder. The teacher asks her class of a dozen dairy farmers for words for teat. Just a few years ago, the idea of farmers learning Spanish in lily-white dairy country would have seemed ridiculous. But today, the language is a necessity on many farms. During a break, a couple farmers chat and sip sodas. Scott Markham says he employs three men from Veracruz, Mexico. I ask him about his workers' legal status. Markham measures his words carefully. He says farmers do worry about being involved in something illegal. I think they're, certainly that's on the radar, that, you know, they're a little careful about where their people go and that type of thing. The promise of jobs is drawing Latino immigrants this far north. Ten years ago, there were almost no Latino workers on dairy farms in northern New York. Today, according to estimates from regional agriculture experts, there may be more than a 1,000. Many are here illegally. Elizabeth, who didn't want to use her real name, owns a medium-sized dairy farm. She entered the shadowy world of migrant labor four years ago when opportunity knocked, literally. A young man knocked at the door. And he said in broken English, I'm looking for work. Do you need help? A couple farmhands had quit recently. Elizabeth was way overextended. So she asked the man to fill out an I-9 form for new employees. He presented me all the documentation that I require, the same that I would ask of you. And he began working for me. In all likelihood, the documents were forged. Still, Elizabeth fulfilled the requirements under the law. She's protected by a catch-22. It's against immigration law to knowingly hire a worker who's in this country illegally. But farmers aren't expected to distinguish between a fake ID and a real one. And under civil rights law, they're not allowed to. Art Gladstone is with New York's Department of Labor. Once that document is shown, that ends the process right there. Because if you were to say, well, you know, you don't look, you don't look American, and they ask to see something more, that's where they find themselves crossing a line. Back on Elizabeth's farm, the CB crackles with a voice in Spanish. Donaldo, one of three Guatemalans who work for her, needs help in the heifer barn. Whatever the problem was, it's solved, so we get to talking. Donaldo asks about a guest worker program that would allow people to stay if they've been here five years. Donaldo says he's only been here for three years. Elizabeth sighs deeply and says it's way too early to know. Then she adds she's not proud of her country. Elizabeth feels responsible for her workers, almost motherly. She tries hard to speak their language. She shops and wires money home for them, arranges doctor's visits for them. Families are going to take care of families. I'm trying to adapt to the changing reality of agriculture in the United States, in New York State. These families in other countries are also trying to 
do the same thing. Elizabeth says she can sleep at night with her decision to employ people like Donaldo. And unless the law changes, she'll continue hiding behind the cover of a broken immigration policy. For The World, I'm David Summerstein in Canton, New York. Okay, that's it for a few days. I'll be back with some multilingual comedy later this week. You can follow me in the meantime on Twitter. My handle is Patricox. That's P-A-T-R-I-C-O-X. Or there's Facebook. There's a World in Words page. And of course, there are blog posts that accompany each podcast. You can find all of those at theworld.org slash language. Hasta luego.